Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. In this episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast, we're going to be going over the February 5th episode of Friday Night SmackDown and the February 3rd episode of AEW Beast Break. Let's get into it. So first, we're going to go over Friday Night SmackDown, which started off with the Roman Reigns segment. This is kind of like the trend, I feel like, for SmackDown. It's like they always start with Roman in his segments. And it's him begging for something like, give me this, give me that. And it's it's cool because it's like entertaining, but I don't want them to make it like where it gets worn out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Roman is gold on the mic right now. So like, it's cool for now, but it's like they don't want to consistently do that. You get into like that raw mode where it's like, okay, Randy Orton now every single time. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't want to start <laughs> out like that, you know? Yeah. Um, um but it was it, it was dope to see Jay Uso back. But then at the same time, I was like, where was you at this whole time, fam? Like they just they didn't even like acknowledge or talk about why he was gone for so long. Like he was gone for like two weeks. Yeah, and I think he was injured. I think it's like it was something with his leg or something. He was injured. That's mm. why he wasn't even a part of uh, the rumble or whatever. So they kind of just like kept them off TV. And I think he might still be injured right now. Um, Got it. I think something happened, maybe happened with this match was Daniel Bryan, I think. Mm. Is what Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, Roman was just talking mad spicy about edge the whole time. <laughs> like he was just like, so you're going to make me wait, read my shirt. I'm the head of the table. You're going to make me wait. <laughs> like it was just, it was hilarious to me. <laughs> and then he was like, edge isn't here. So Edge must think I'm a fool. And it was just like not Edge is he's not ready to come out yet. Like it's like his segments later on in the show, like, why are you getting upset? <laughs> but he was yeah. just like getting really mad. And then it's like, why would that man play games with me? Why would you play games with me? <laughs> like I don't know. He, just, he was just so upset. And then like I got scared for a minute because he was just so angry. I was like, bro, like it's not that big of a deal, fam. It's gonna be okay. Just, I was low key laughing at the rage. You said tripping blood? That's kind of how he was talking. <laughs> I was uh, low key laughing at the rage when he got really, really upset and was like, Why would you play games with me? Like, I was I was just rolling that back. <laughs> he was like, uh, I don't know. It was just like, he just sounded kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie this episode because he was just like begging Edge to like give him a decision before the end of the night. Like, he needed an ASAP. And it's like, that's not how these things work, Roman. Like, you just want him to choose you. Like, <laughs> Just cause, like you're the top star. Like I don't know, it was, it was interesting. Um, like at the end of the segment, how Michael Cole kind of talked back about how Edge is like a master manipulator, and that he kind of does things on his own. You know what I mean? Like on his own page. So that was really dope to kind of hear him talk about that and kind of bring in old elements of his character. But what did you think yeah. of the segment overall? Yeah, overall, I love this segment. Again, same thing. Like it's Roman on the mic. It's, it's cool for now. Don't let it get too old. Yeah. Uh, I was I was rolling at him like the, all the statements he was just, just making. Yeah. It was funny to me. It, it was, was, it was funny. funny. It was funny. And he was yeah. like really cocky with it. Like he was like, if you win in the Rumble, you you get to go on to WrestleMania. Hey Paul, last time I checked, who's the main event around here? Oh yeah, me. Like, he was just <laughs> he was, <laughs> dude, was just kind of like really cocky in his bag about it. But um, I thought so. I thought at the, by the end of the night, like I thought this point of this entire segment was saying 
okay, Edge is going to choose by the end of the night, which I was going to be happy about because it's like, all right, normally we got to wait out weeks since for this. They play games when it comes to the Rumble decision. The guy mm-hmm. goes back and forth to Raw, Raw to SmackDown. So mm-hmm. I thought that this would give us like, okay, we're going to tell we're gonna tell you exactly who Edge is going to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I noted, oh, glad they didn't drag this out. But as we later find out, that's not – that's actually not what happened at all. So <laughs> I was a little upset at the end of the night, but I was happy at the beginning that I thought that they were just going to bring this to a close early. So I was wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> they got you, bro. They got you. Yeah. They did it again, they got me. Man. This is the point of the segment, so good job. They man. did it again, they did good. man. Um, yeah. yeah. But so what do you think about the, the Corbin versus the Dominic thing? Like, I feel like this is like the third time or fourth time. Like, uh, mm. they've, they've done like quite a bit of the match. It's like I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, it's, it's just okay. I did think it was funny when Corbin came out and attacked Dominic. <laughs> like he just like <laughs> he came through and just started wrecking people. But like it was funny because like he threw Ray off the stage like a football. <laughs> I thought Ray died for a split yeah, second. <laughs> I was like, yo, Ray is out of it. And he was over there injured for a minute too. Like I was like, is he hurt for real? Like, like I don't know, it just it looked really real for a second. Um, but I really like Corbin just trying to take the advantage early. I wasn't really mad at it. And um, I don't know. It's like, why do they keep having these matches where Dominic just gets beat down by Corbin? Like, <laughs> like I've seen, yeah. like, I feel like when he wrestled Seth, like he looked kind of good. You know what I mean? Yes. And yes, they made him, they put him over, but now it's like, he's just getting beat down week after week. It's by exact, Corbin. Yeah. And it's like, is it the size or what? Like, is just, they're just showing the size difference. This is interesting. Um, and then while I was watching the match, I was like, what happened to the Knights of Corbin? Did they just disappear? <laughs> They're gone. Like, I'm like, is this like Star Wars where the Knights of Ren aren't really around in the movies? Like, that's how I felt. Like, it was just like, what's happening right now? Like, why are they not here? Um, but I really liked Ray uh, interfering to help Dominic win. Even though it's like, it kind of looks bad on Dominic that he had to get, like, cheat to kind of win in a way. Yeah. Which I don't think helps his character, but I think he also needed to win, so I'm not mad at it. Um, I don't know. It's like, do you feel like this feud will continue to Mania? I kind of hope it doesn't, but I also would like to see Corbin put him over at Mania at the same time. How do you feel about it, though? I don't want to see them waiting that long to Mania to actually put him over. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like he just needs, <laughs> needs to put him over way before. Right. It was, to me, like, it was, it's a weird way to book Dominant in his second feud because... Like like you said, Seth put him over for like half a year. Like he just kept putting him over and stuff. So it was like, shouldn't Corbin be cheating to win or something? Like it just it just it yeah. doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like so, I and then also I don't understand Dominic getting like a third rematch or a fourth third or fourth rematch after losing like consistently. Like you, and you can't even say Corbin was cheating. Like <laughs> he's just better. He's just right. genuinely better in winning clean. And the only way that Dominic wins is by cheating. Like that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Corbin dominated like for the first ten minutes in the match. Um, I actually laughed. I was legit laughing out loud when <laughs> when Corbin was just like smacking him around, and then Corbin's like, "Oh, I thought your daddy has been training you. Has has he been training you or what?" And smacks him <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, it's like, he's really not, like, doing, he really wasn't doing anything to Corbin at all. I mean, like, story-wise, I think Dominic had, like, a little quant comeback or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, very similar to what Ray does. He gets beat down a lot. Then he gets, you know, a bunch of counters and stuff like that. But it's it's just, it's weird. Like, it's weird with him 
if we were Ray cheating to help him win and like holding down Corbin's leg under the ring so he couldn't hit the six one nine, I mean, like because the knights of like you said, the knights of Corbin weren't even involved, so his dad is just helping him cheat. That doesn't, <laughs> it's not something a face does like yeah. at all. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't at all. It's interesting. It it'll be interesting to see what they do next with the feud because I don't know where else it could go as of right now. Same. Like they kind of booked themselves into a corner for a little bit. But we'll yeah. see what happens. Right. And what do you think about the uh the Daniel Bryan versus uh Cesaro setup that match? Yo, I can really watch this match like every week and not be mad at it. Like <laughs> it's just two wrestlers that are really great at what they do and they're just going at it. Like it's really dope. It was a really dope match. Um I would love to see Daniel Bryan put Cesaro over at Mania. Um just to kind of give Cesaro that boost, because I feel like Cesaro's always been around, but he hasn't really done anything, like, highly important for real. Like, he's always kind of been, like, that mm. mid-tier wrestler, and I would like to see Daniel Bryan possibly put him over, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And it almost looks like it's going to be, like, a Nakamura, Nakamura versus Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan situation. Like, I'm kind of seeing that, like, it might be a triple threat at Mania, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and so, like, okay, like, for me, like, just the set of the match, like, I was kind of wondering why they're fighting after the Rumble, because mm-hmm. it's, like, before the Rumble, they were, they were just, like, trying to prove themselves that they were going to win the Rumble, but, like, they both lost, so I guess they just kind of <laughs> threw them in a, in a feud. Like, it didn't necessarily make sense to me, because it's, like, what are they fighting for now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then also, like, the element of there not being a title involved, it's, like, I mean, not that all feuds have to have titles, you know, to, to be relevant. Right. But for this, it's like, okay, you were fighting to be like to prove that you're the best for the Rumble. Now both of you lost. So what are you trying to prove? <laughs> and then like the fact that they're showing throwing Shinsuke in there, it's just even more odd. It's like I can understand if this match was booked as like a number one contendership for the title or something mm-hmm. like that, but you got the whole edge thing going mm-hmm. on. But it's like, for me, it's just like, they have three guys that really need a push, but they're only one of them can submerge as a winner. And that guy that wins, he's not even necessarily going to get pushed, you know? So it's like, where do you, what do you kind of go with, with that? You know, I don't, I don't yeah, know. It's kind of interesting. Cause I almost like, I feel like it can do the triple threat route to where the three of them, three of them go against each other. Or they're probably also doing like an IC title situation, like where the three of them have issues with each other and it boils up to mm. a boiling point. And then somehow Big E, um, Apollo Crews, and Sami Zayn get mixed into it and it becomes like a six man IC match for like a ladder match or something. I could see that happening. And that would make sense as far as like what they're doing. But I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like, this is like such a weird time as a wrestling fan. Cause I feel like we're just guessing, like, what are they gonna do with these storylines? Like, what's what are you doing moving forward? I don't really see it right now. It is, and I do see this as like an intercontinental title feud. Like, I see it as that, but it's like you got the whole Biggie and Sammy, and um, I'm, I'm about to call it man, Bobby Lashley. That is Apollo Cruz. You got Apollo <laughs> Cruz, like in, in there, and it's like I don't know, little Bobby. <laughs> I don't know where to place them because, like, this. Definitely, like, in a in an alternate universe, this would be for the Intercontinental title right mm-hmm. now, you know. And so – and then also, like, the finish, like, I was a little bit surprised to see Daniel Bryan tap out because I don't think I've ever seen him tap out before. It's like, just like you don't really see John Cena tap out. Like, he's really not the type to actually do that. I mean, I was happy to see Cesaro go over, but it was just kind of weird, and I feel like 
lately they've just been I mean I'm, I'm cool with you know uh if if Daniel's cool with it being used as like kind of enhancement to put Jay Uso over mm-hmm. and put Cesaro over and stuff is like where does that really put Daniel Bryan in the old the, in, in the whole spectrum of the whole thing like I don't, I don't know I thought he was going to be fighting maybe Roman Reigns and it's like okay now he's just putting people over you know I, I have no idea what they're doing you're right like this is a weird time right yeah, now. it's a really odd time they're still trying to formate whatever these wrestlers are doing I don't know what it is yet though <laughs> I don't see it yeah I I feel like Edge needs to pick another opponent just so one of these guys <laughs> can get a shot at the title yeah. or something like and I feel like Edge versus which may Drew, happen. Edge versus Drew makes sense, but we can talk about that later in the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, they did have the whole the Bailey versus Ruby Riot thing. Um, <laughs> so I I feel so right now I feel bad for the Riot Squad because at this point we know they're consistently gonna lose because of Billy Kay ringside. Like it's not even the element of surprise isn't there anymore. You know, but. Like, but and but it's weird because like the funny thing about this finish is that technically Billy wasn't really necessarily the person that caused her the mm-hmm. match, but like she had like a spot where she was a distraction. But it's not why she lost. Like there was still time for Ruby to actually win. But the fact that Billy was even at ringside is like okay, it's an automatic loss. The moment she takes her headset off and goes to on the apron, okay, you know the match is ending in like ten seconds. So it's it's just. It's kind of getting old to me. Like that whole automatic loss thing is really predictable. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 not feeling it at this point. Not that I was ever ever feeling it at any point in time, but now it's just like it's just become a, a guaranteed thing to take an L. I, I don't. Yeah, I feel like for me, it's like I'm really tired of Billy Kay just kind of being around in these segments. Like I'd like for her to wrestle now. <laughs> like let's just see her wrestle more because yeah. it's like. They're almost showing her, and it's, like, taking up a lot of the time in the women's division, it feels like. And they're almost showing her, like, they're going to do something important with her at Mania. Like, I feel like they'd have to because they're doing so much to where, like, she's kind of, like, not doing much that they'd have to have a payoff for all of this. Just like with, like, Lana and all the stuff they were doing, like, she ended up being the final person in the Survivor Series match. I feel like there's got to be a payoff with Billy Kay. But I just don't – I don't see it yet. (laughs) I don't really see it. But as far as the match, um, there was just a lot of distraction going on. And I feel like Billy Kay, her commentary kind of like takes me away from the match sometimes. And I'm almost like listening Same. to what she's saying versus like paying attention to the action in the ring. So I barely was paying attention to the match at all. Um, but I feel like if anything, right. you have all these people that could benefit from like being put over by Bailey. And Bailey ended up being the one that looked the strongest leaving the match. And was not feeling I, that. I wasn't feeling yeah. it. It was like the riot squad, they could use some wins. Like <laughs> they're not looking too great right now. So it's almost like, is this the same riot squad when oh girl, the <laughs> the beef jerky girl is a part of the group? Like it just feels like <laughs> it feels like yeah. the same thing. Like, what's new about this new riot squad with just them two in it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I really think Ruby needed that win. I, it's really unfortunate they yeah. gave it to her. Um and then they had the Bianca promo where she's like choosing an opponent. So, you know, so like, I think what, what, so like Bianca is doing the promo and like picking Oscar and mm-hmm. Sasha and Reginald interrupts <laughs> or uh, Carmela's Amalie. Reginald interrupts. I, I, I like Reginald. Yeah, it's cool, cool. Um, but as soon as I, as soon as I heard Reginald's voice, I immediately said, oh my God, they finna sacrifice this man. <laughs> I don't know how. But this is about to get sacrificed. Every time he's in the ring with a female superstar, he's completely getting mm-hmm. sacrificed. <laughs> um, 
So it's like it's it's kind of interesting. They're throwing Carmella in the mix again, like another person who lost clean like four times, like and isn't the women's champion. So it's just for me, their Carmella's presence, her presence in the whole mix was kind of weird. I feel like maybe they're gonna have Carmella face her, you know, mm-hmm. and then like on the road to Sasha. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 kind of weird though. Like I don't, I feel like SmackDown is like kind of in the, like the raw rule book right now, whereas like Kevin Owens isn't done with Roman Reigns, Carmella isn't done with Sasha, and it doesn't matter that they lost the last five <laughs> matches. But like logically, it just doesn't make sense that they haven't moved on to another opponent. Like it it doesn't make yeah. sense. I think for me, like the segment overall, um, it was pretty cool. It was decent. Um, I really love like how Bianca was just genuinely happy that she won the Rumble. Like, you could just tell like she's really been wanting to do this for a long time. And I think that's really good for her as a face. Um, I really loved her showing respect toward the other women's champions that were pretty much there. Because usually like when somebody wins the Rumble, it's like, all right, what's good? Like, let me get your title. But she was like actually respectful of these right. other champions, which is something I haven't seen in a while. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did not know who Reginald was when I heard the voice first. Like, I heard the voice and I was like, who's that? Like. Is Montez Ford coming out to congratulate her? Like I didn't, I didn't know what was going on for a second. Um, but when he came out, I was like, okay, they're, they're definitely about to sacrifice this man. Something about to happen. Um, and then just like when Carmella came out, it's like your words—they mean nothing right now. Like you lost clean to Sasha twice. Like don't try to like challenge yeah. Bianca. Like no, <laughs> like like we don't want to hear from you right now. Like you've lost twice already. Like you shouldn't be in the title picture anymore. And I think she said. She doesn't yeah, need more else. something about, like, I beat Sasha twice, and I'm like, when? Like, three, three years ago? <laughs> right. Like, what are you talking about right now? Like, it just, it didn't make sense. And she just sounded like a hater the whole segment. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I just wrote this down randomly. Reginald's pants were too tight. Like, I was just like, yo, like, why are your pants that high, fam? <laughs> it's like, bro, your pants are yeah. high. But <laughs> I just wanted to add that in there real quick. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad that he got whipped by Bianca because he was talking kind of crazy. You know what I mean? And I was just like, all right, you know, let this black woman whip you. I feel like the in- yeah. <laughs> I feel like the entire segment was just an excuse to have Reginald yeah, get whipped with the like, hair. That was it. Like, the, yeah, with the hair. That like that was it. Like, okay, well, like, that was the point of him getting whipped by this hair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm really I really want to yeah. see Bianca versus Sasha, and I can't wait to see that. Yeah, same. If she but, chooses Sasha, if she chooses her, right? I, I hope. I actually hope she does because that for me yeah. that might be match of the year. Um, they had the match with Otis and Gable versus Dolph and Rude. Uh, can we talk about the fact that Rude and Dolph like finally look like a legit tag team now? That now they, they do. Have a joint they do. Team? Like they had the they had the matching jackets. Rude looks like he's kind of in the revival, <laughs> but um, they um, they did look like a legit tag team. Um, I guess so. Like, so one thing I didn't like about this was I actually didn't like the street profits participation this week in the picture mm. in picture thing. Like, I wasn't feeling it. Like, because like I know I know some people may have liked it, but like for me, I personally just didn't care for the commentary, and I thought it was like distracting that it, it just felt like Vince told them to talk nonstop with no <laughs> rest breaks, like at all. Um, so like. I mean, but not to take from the actual match. Like, I don't take anything from the actual match itself. You know, the commentary was just a little bit distracting because it's like, it's not like play-by-play commentary. Like, it was just kind of like somebody just talking for the entire length of a TV show that you're Mm -hmm. trying to watch, you know. Um, 
but it was it was solid. The, the match itself was solid. Like Otis doesn't really have a bad match. I forgot how get good Gable was he, when he does like that Roman German suplex and stuff. Like it was solid. But for me, what probably was meant to be a, the best part of the segment for me was like the worst part of it. I, I wasn't feeling this commentary. Got gotcha. you. So did, I thought the think? commentary was funny. Like I thought it was entertaining. It was something different. But I will admit that it didn't really add much to the match. But if anything, it kind of put them over a little bit, and it made you remember that, you know, they're probably on the hunt to – they are on the hunt to try to get those titles back. And I like that they pointed out the fact that they never really got their rematch for the tag titles. That was that was good to me because it was like, okay, eventually they're going to get this rematch. I don't know what it's going to look like, if it's going to be like a triple threat tag team situation or multiple tag teams. But you can tell, like, they're going to be a mania trying to get those titles back. So that's a part of it. And then the Dirty Dogs, yeah. they really shocked me with that new theme. Like, when I heard it, I was like, yo, who's this? Uh, who's this? And I was like, okay. Dirty Dogs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, we just needed them to change their names. <laughs> and they're, they're legit. They're legit. But, uh, yeah, Otis was entertaining as usual. Yeah. It, was a, it was a decent match. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I was more into the commentary than the match at some points. Like, I was more focused on them. Because it's like, you have literally, like, <laughs> these two guys on the screen in the middle of the screen while you're trying to watch the match, like you're going to pay more attention to this little blur to the screen that pops to the up screen. That's not usually there. So that kind of threw me off a little bit, but it was a, it was a decent little match. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I don't even know if we want to even <laughs> talk about it on the class podcast, but bro, I 1 million percent did not care for this Hogan and Andre 33 yeah. year anniversary type thing that they did, bro. Who's, whose idea know, was this film? Like, did they they really did this during <laughs> Black History Month? Like they they yes. y'all wildin', bro. Like they really did this. They really did this like three weeks after they did the MLK tribute. Like <laughs> I, I don't I I just don't understand. Like I saw I saw a tweet that said part of growing up is realizing that Hulk Hogan is absolutely garbage and like <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Like it's just it, this is it's just crazy that they actually did this during Black History Month. Super oh, wow, bro. The whole time I saw it, I was just like, "Why is this happening right now? Like this this match is so <laughs> old. Like y'all wrestled years ago. Why right now? Was it like the thirty year anniversary? I guess like you were saying. Like I guess it's yes. It was like thirty three year anniversary. 33? Like why specifically? Thir- y'all, y'all have never. Yeah, why y'all have never done this before, bro? Like, why on year thirty-three? Right. Are y'all y'all didn't do this? it for the thirtieth, so why thirty-three? It was just random, and I almost think like maybe he has like some contract appearances where he has to do something in some type of wrestling form, and that's what it was. Yeah. But it was just like, bro, we don't care about this match. Like, it happened so long ago. Your viewers, they're not interested in this match anymore. Like, you have kids watching this show now; they don't know anything about this match. We don't care. Stop trying to like. There's so many great matches that have happened yeah. since then. So it's like, why we keep reveling in this match that happened yes. years ago? Like, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. And then, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but <laughs> they showed a Harriet Tubman quote right before they had Hogan come on. <laughs> oh, and I was like, wow, God. way to slap me. Way to slap a black man during Black History Month <laughs> right. just watching your program right. you know, with this racist man. I, I hated it. it. I hated it. <laughs> yes. And I really didn't need him commenting on Edge's rumble win either. Like, it was just, I don't know. It was all over the place, man. I didn't. I didn't. And for anybody out there saying, like, look, you know, personal life aside, personality aside, you can just, you can't disregard what he's done for the sport of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. Yes, sir. You can completely disregard it. You know, just like, 
just like people never forgave Vic, I'm certainly never, ever, 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 mm-hmm. ever forgiving Hulk Hogan. Like, forgive this man. Like, I'm, I'm just not. No. Right? Like, you can't put that aside. <laughs> uh, so anyway, next segment, he's garbage. You trash, um, man. So they had, they had you trash. They had, they had Big E versus Apollo versus Sammy. This wasn't was this a, was this a main event? Yeah, it was I can't a, remember. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, they had a pro- technically. It was it was technically the main event because they had a promo yeah. closing the show. Uh, technically, um, for me, this was a good match, and I actually like. It just reminded me again about the Intercontinental Title. Like, I hate the fact that SmackDown has so many people that deserve a title run, like an Intercontinental Title run, but you can only give it to one because it's like Big E needs it the most right now. Like Big E needs mm-hmm. like that push. So, you know, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, Apollo Crews would possibly be a decent champ, too, because he's like, I liked all his matches that he's he's had with Big E, but it's like you can only give it to one person. I almost feel like, like, low-key, I had this idea, like, I wish that when, you know, maybe when they had that match with Apollo versus Big E, I wish that that night, like, they were unveiling a new Intercontinental Championship title, like, that day. So that maybe, you know, when they did the whole double pin thing, that like maybe E takes one title mm. and then Apollo takes the other title and they can just both mm. claim that they're the true champion, which would like, which they both be right. So like, so the E goes on defending this Intercontinental title and then Apollo defends his Intercontinental title. You know, one of them can fight Daniel Bryan, the other one can fight Cesaro Shinsuke. And then maybe months later, they can like unify it in like a ladder match. You know, just like they did with like uh, Razor and Shawn Michaels uh, at like one as WrestleMania, they get did that. Damn, you gave two, you gave multiple people in the division to shine, and it's like they really need that because they need like SmackDown kind of needs two mid card titles. Like if they came out with another title, like another title equal to the Intercontinental title, I wouldn't even be mad because just given all the talent they have, like because like you know even you like you got guys like Kevin Owens like he can't be nope. the universal champion also with Roman it's like they kind of need another title and it just the the match just kind of spotlight that cuz it was a good match for me and I just, I just hated that there can only be one winner and and it's going to be Big E cuz he needs it but still yeah. got a lot of people in the division I think for me as far as the ma- I like all those ideas too <laughs> I think for me as far as the match like Apollo really started very <laughs> aggressive like those German suplexes he did on Big E, like it looked intense. Like he was like, like he almost like suplexed him. Like, yes. I'm tired of wrestling. I want this belt, bro. Like I need this. I need this belt. And then Sammy <laughs> was really good in this match too. Like he wasn't usually like doing the coward heel thing or trying to run around. Like he actually was trying to wrestle in this match, and I appreciated that. Um, there was a flip that Apollo yeah. did that was really tough. I forget. Yes, the moon saw off the apron. The moon saw off the apron tough. onto the was floor. So onto the floor. Then, I like how Big E did the. He did like a lot of double moves where like he would double German suplex, uh, Sammy and Apollo at the same time, and then he did one where it was like a the splash he does. Yeah, he did a splash on both of them at the same time. And I just I love how strong they made Big E look. Like he was just kind of like handling these two, but at the same time he wasn't. He was kind of struggling at some points. But it kind of made him look good as far as like him fighting back and yeah. like coming over, not coming over, but being able to beat two wrestlers at the same time was pretty dope. Um, and Apollo just really fought hard, and I think Biggie just walked away looking like a really strong champion. But I feel like this is where it should end with Sammy and Apollo. Like they need to go, and you introduce somebody else, like maybe mm-hmm. Biggie versus Cesaro, yeah. like whoever wins between Nakamura, Cesaro. And Daniel Bryan, they face Big E, or even just have Daniel Bryan versus Big E at Mania or something. You know what I mean? Like bring those two storylines together 
Um, yeah. But My- yeah, I just I'm really afraid because like Biggie's looking yeah. so great right now, but I feel like there's a chance he might lose that mania because he looks too good right now, and I feel like they're not gonna. This isn't gonna end well for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think that they're eventually probably going to make Big E versus Seth Rollins, and Rollins would take the title. Mm. I think that is a – I think there's a good possibility that that would happen, which, again, at least Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke and Cesaro, like, it's like, I don't know mm. who they would fight. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many people that are deserving of the title. And then you do have people like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Is like, okay, where do they fall in this if if such yeah. and such is, is the current champion? So – yeah, like, but I, I agree with you. I think that this should mm-hmm. be the end of the Apollo thing, like, just for a little bit, because Apollo mm-hmm. did take the fall <laughs> in this match. So it's like, it's not going to make him look better if he takes another L again, mm-hmm. like, the next week. Like, they kind of need to be done with it and let him get yeah, some wins off of somebody do something else. something different. And then I was thinking, so I was like, would Apollo be better served in a tag team, almost? Like, if they paired him with somebody else and it was just, like, them two? Yeah. Because I feel like at this point, it's like, there's so much going on with all these wrestlers and there's a mid-card title with the IC championship, and then there's, like, the main, you know, heavyweight titles. Like, would it be better for him to be in a tag team to where he would get more shine him and somebody else could be able to put each other over? You know what I mean? Like, I'm almost wondering if that would be his case unless they really yeah. decide to, like, book him very well and he eventually, like, wins the main title. But I don't know how that would work. <laughs> but I don't know. It's interesting. Um, the, the promo to close the show uh, – so like, all right. So so Roman and Edge had this thing, you know, this thing and all. But for me, like, I hate how the show ended. <laughs> so I'll just cut straight to it. I absolutely hate how the show ended. Like, I mean, it was cool with Roman doing what he does. You know, the whole acknowledge me thing. You know, what I mean, like, acknowledge I, me. I laugh every time he does that. You know, he was acknowledge me as your champion of choice. Say my name. Like, you just gotta really. I, I like. I just laugh when Roman's getting intense like that. But for me, when KO comes out and gives him the stunner and Edge just leaves and says nothing, it just ties back to, you know, like, okay, so nothing happened. So so Edge didn't give his choice at all. Like like I was saying before, like, I thought that this was going to end in a decision and Edge didn't even actually touch him. So it's like they kind of did the raw thing where you think that something's going to happen at the end of the show. And ultimately, you're still back Mm -hmm. at square one. You're still back at last week. You're back at the very last week, and the storyline hasn't progressed. So, I mean, trash talk aside, and you know him saying acknowledge me aside, Edge never even laid hands on him. So for me, it just it just prolongs it. So basically, again, we're prolonging the Sasa <laughs> and Carmella feud, and we're uh, prolonging the Roman and KO feud. I feel like two steps forward, yeah. one step back. We're back to being raw now. I it it was my and least favorite think, thing. Like, I, I hated it. I hated the finish. The what do you think, though? They would just drop all the current storylines and move on with new storylines. You know what I mean? Like, right. you use the Rumble for that launch pad, and I feel like right. they haven't used it, and now they're just stuck with those same feuds they've had for the past couple of months. And I don't know, they're just prolonging it longer for some yeah. reason, and I just don't... I don't get it. I really don't get it. But um, <laughs> I think as far as, like, the segment, it was really nice to see Edge, like, just have an interest in coming out. Like, just seeing him come out, it's like, man, like, Edge is really back. Like, he's back, and, like, the roster kind of looks better with him around. But I feel like he's lost so much time that it's going to take a minute for him to kind of yeah. have that climb back, which I thought it was dope where he talked about the climb back and just being able to say, like, I want to win back the title. I feel like I never lost. Like, that 
that's a dope story to get behind. You know what I mean? And mm. that kind of made me feel more invested in him as a face. And like, because at first it was like, man, like, okay, they got another older wrestler winning the Rumble. Okay. Somebody younger could have deserved it more. But like after this promo, I was like, okay, I see it now. Like I, I can get behind this now and I respect it. Like he's trying to get back to where he was. And that's, I don't know, that's just a, that's a dope story to me, especially after Same. him coming back at the Rumble and then last year he returned at the Rumble. Like I just think it's dope. Um, <laughs> I did like when, before Jay Uso entered the ring, he was kind of sizing up the edge on the outside, like he's about to do something. I was like, okay, Jay, you about to mix it up real quick? You making up for lost time? <laughs> um, but it was cool that Roman kind of called off everybody. It was like, I want to talk to him by himself in the ring. But then it's like, what threw me off was that Jay Uso and Paul Heyman are outside. They're outside the whole time. How did they not see Kevin Owens come out of nowhere? Like, as far as I think it's like, <laughs> okay, logic do you guys, not yeah, see this right. man running in the ring right now? <laughs> like, that that part kind of got me. Like, at least they could have reacted and been like, oh, no, like, <laughs> he's coming. And then, like, Roman Reigns turned around and been like, you know what I mean? Like, he just kind of, they just watched him come in <laughs> and attack Roman. So, that was, yeah. I don't know. That was interesting to me. It's the little things with me. Um, <laughs> I, wa- yeah, I, I, like, I watch I little just, things I really just like that, see too. KO versus I, I Roman you. anymore. Like, just end this. It's dead, bro. It's dead. Y'all overdid yeah. it. Like, it's... Yeah. You had a perfect ending yeah. with the the win at Rumble with Roman cheating. Yeah, like and that should have ended there. The last like, man it does match. not need to continue yeah. anymore. He got <laughs> he's gotta do the Brian Brian Pillman at this yeah. point. Like he gotta run in his house with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, no. But but I'm saying though, like Rome, I mean, so KO lost at whatever previous shape it was. He lost in you know, SmackDown on the case. He lost in the last man standing match. Last yeah. man standing match is supposed to end the feud. That is it. You move on, bro. It does. I don't care what he did to win. It does not matter. You lost yeah. in the last man standing match. It's over. Yeah. He was the last like, man standing. At You're this not. Point, it's like, you said just bro. do a three like, over match. Like what? What else do y'all need to do for this feud right now? <laughs> How much higher can the stakes get? Like, what can crazy. you do, bro? Right. We've already had a cage in a last minute standing match. Like, it's, it's done with. So, just the fact that they continue yeah. that, like, I don't know. It brought it down for me. Um, it brought it down. But it was still, but it was, I would still okay. rate it. I would still give, give it about three, three, out of, three and a half three out of five. Out of five. Just a three out of five. <laughs> I was going to say three and a half, but just a three out of five. I'll give him that. That's cool. Just because there were some segments where I was like, eh, and some matches that were just kind of okay, but three out of five is what I'll give it. So next we're going to get into AEW Beach Break. Which started off with a tag team battle royal, which is pretty unique to me since there was uh, multiple tag teams in the battle royal. I've never seen that before. Uh, Joe, what did you think of the match? Uh, I thought it was dope. I thought it was a good way to showcase uh, Jurassic Express, Private Party, Inner Circle, um, the acclaimed uh, few members. Um, it, overall, it, it was it was a pretty solid match. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was <clears throat> interesting that they started on the outside of the ring and not the inside of the ring, just because I'm so used to Battle Royal starting inside the ring that it was just different. But I think the Young Bucks had good energy going into the match, but then after that, they're kind of nowhere to be found. <laughs> For a little bit, just because there was so yeah. much going on in the match. But I think Luchasaurus looked really great in the match. And I almost want to see him solo, just away from the Jurassic Express. But then I also don't want to see them break up, so it's kind of weird. Um, but I thought it was a pretty solid match. So what would you think of the Jade Cargill segment after <laughs> this match? <laughs> Bruh, I just want them to go ahead and debut her. Like, yeah. I really want to actually see her wrestle because, like, is she going to, is she going to have squash matches? Is she going to just dominate, like? 
what's her ring style? Like, I wish this was the actual debut and not just a video package. I hated that. Yeah. I think for me, it was like, man, I'm really excited to see her wrestle now, but then she doesn't debut, I think, until like the end of this month or ne- it's start of next month or something. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, I think it's March. You just got this big, tall Amazon woman and she's not wrestling or doing anything. And it's like, you have this women's division that desperately needs new talent. And it's like, I feel like they're taking forever with it. Just like with the Sting and Darby Allen thing, they're just taking forever. Oh, I was going to talk about that later, bro. <laughs> yeah, they're taking forever with yeah. it, and they just need to go ahead and do it because they're just beating the dead horse at this point. Gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty much the same with the Sting thing. I thought it was funny with the Darby Allen and Sting segment that came after this was that the full team Taz, they were fully dressed, <laughs> but for some reason, Brian Cage had his right. shirt off. <laughs> And it was like, why is Brian Cage always just showing off his muscles for no reason? Like it was, it was just hilarious. Um, but I do like Darby and Sting being together. Just the look and the aesthetic of like the face mask and everything, like it's or the face paint. It just looks pretty cool. But I'm just tired of all the convo. I'm ready for same, a fight, bro. <laughs> Every fight yeah. already. Fight. Every single week they do this with the Darby Allen and Sting thing, and it's kind of. It's like it's almost like they put something in Tony Schiavone's contract where he has to say is Sting. And they have to go to. They got to do this one thing that they like, it's kind of, it's really lost its appeal. Like in the beginning, like it was dope. Cause it was like the winter is coming thing and we didn't see it coming. It was a big mm-hmm. surprise, but now that they've done this, I feel like they've at least done this for like two months straight and it's always the same team Taz comes out. They do absolutely nothing. And, you know, staying in the touch isn't such. So it's just like, you know, it's all talking, just no show. But like, I absolutely hate it. Like, it, it's it's the consistent thing. Yeah. I love Sting, but they've teased us so much. I don't almost don't even want it anymore. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like either give it to me now or just like right. don't do it. And I'm like, are y'all waiting until like AW All In or Double or Nothing? Like, what are y'all waiting for? <laughs> like, yeah. just fight, man. Get it yeah. over. And with, I think man. that match is booked for like March or something. Like, it's way in the future. Like, I I don't, I don't get it. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so far yeah. away. Yeah, and they were teasing something with um. I think Sting, like, I th- no, I think Darby Allen has a match this week, and Team Taz said they're going to be ringside, and then Sting says, well, I'm going to be ringside to watch his back, and he's just like, bro, if it's not going to happen, just don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't give me hope. Yeah, just don't do it, man. Yeah. You're taking far too long with this build, right. man. Right. Far too long. And then, after this, I believe we had the Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Um, Rosa wasted no time coming after Britt. Like, <laughs> as soon as the bell rang, she right. was on it. Like, and it's like it, it made sense because they already had beef with each other. Um, I feel like a casual fan just watching this could really tell that these two don't like each yeah. other based on the video packages yeah. and just them going right after each other. Uh, Rosa was really beating her down outside the ring for a minute. Um, but I do like how, like, whenever they were fighting outside, they extended the time by running back into the ring and sliding back out. Almost to like maximize that time where they can fight each other outside and kind of get away with some stuff, um, which is interesting. Uh, I think Rosa did a lot of moves that I'd never seen before, which kind of threw me off. Like, I was like, yo, I didn't know you had all this in your arsenal the whole time. Because <laughs> she had a, a match not too long ago. I didn't see all these moves that she was doing. So it was different. And then um, I really like Rebecca's finisher, her using like the mouth glove or whatever, putting the glove on and then applying her submission hole to their mouth. It was pretty yeah. cool. But yeah, I think overall it was a really dope match, and I think they both performed really well. This is probably the best women's match I've seen on AEW yet. I'm not so going to say all that, but uh, I mean. <laughs> well, no, I won't say that. Then don't. I won't say that, because I feel like Nyla Rose is going to say right, right, dope right. matches. But 
This is like definitely a top okay, five. Okay. Sure. I didn't think that, but okay. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there were some spots <laughs> like some stuff I haven't seen. It was dope to see the Def LA driver on the stage. Like that was dope. I don't think I'm like, you know, people don't really do that move. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, and also like, okay. So the one thing I didn't like was like Britt Baker did the curb stomp and then did a crucifix roll and then Thunder Rosa kicked mm-hmm. that on too. Like, I feel like, I feel like that should be your finisher. Like, I know it's AEW, and I know that's, like, a WWE move, like, this Seth Rollins move, but why is that not her finisher? Like, she's a dentist. Like, she could call that, you know, whatever. You know, it, small stuff, petty stuff. Um, for me, right. for Little me, stuff. it was – I thought the finish was a little bit botchy with her, like, Thunder Rosa getting knocked out, quote-unquote, with the exposed steel. Like, I don't think she really, like, hit it like that. Like, mm. Maybe she landed like arm verse or something. I can't remember. I had to go back and watch it, but it was a little mm-hmm. bit botchy with the finish for me, and it, the match took a little bit long for me. But you're saying it was one of the best matches you could see in the division, so I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I liked it, man. I liked it a lot. Um, but I think just as far as this this women's division, they haven't they need Jay. a whole lot so far. Yeah, they need Jade to debut soon, but they just haven't shown me a whole lot. So I think as of right now, like, I really liked it. I thought it was a pretty solid match. It had some great intensity, and the pacing was really dope. But we got different opinions. Yeah. Offer us oh, some podcast, for for um, <laughs> they were showing – they showed a segment from the last week about with um, with Matt Hardy trying to get Adam Page uh, – Hangman Adam Page to team up with him for this one-off match for the Chaos Project. I don't really know mm-hmm. what Matt's end goal is. Um, but I mean, the logic of it made sense to me, like, you know, cause they ruined, um, Brody Jr.'s birthday and, you know, it's like, okay, I was like, okay, the setup's for it. It's not, it's not absolutely stupid. So I'll go with it. Um, but as for the actual <laughs> match, um, the match, the match wasn't bad at all. Like I just wasn't a hundred percent invested in it because, you know, and that's not at the fault of like Adam Page or Matt Hardy, but it was this chaos project. Like, I just don't know much about them and have no idea who they are. <laughs> Yeah, I think I just did it. I don't care for Chaos yeah. Project for real. I think it's the, the look. look is like, stupid. Just, the look is just stupid. Too, to me. It's too like backyard wrestling esque yeah. for me. Like it, I don't know. It just I don't like it. <laughs> but I did like. I think uh, I did really like them teaming up Adam Page and Matt Hardy to pretty much take on the people that disrespected Brody Lee Jr. I feel like there's continuity and it shows that. Bringing Brody Lee Jr. on didn't mean like it was just yeah. like a one-off thing. Like he's actually right. a part of storylines, and I think that's something his dad would have wanted. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I just don't trust this new Matt Hardy character Bruh. at all. Like the whole match, I was just what like, is he nah. trying to gain from this? Like he's what got is some, he trying to gain? Yeah, he's got some ulterior motives going on. Like I don't trust yes. you, man. Um, but I think it's just it's always dope to see Matt do moves that I grew up watching him do. And it almost, he's almost seemed like a, a step faster than usual. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> if he got surgery on that leg that he's been having issues with, but, like, he seemed a lot faster. And I don't know if it's the character or what, but uh, I think Adam Page really did well in the match. He showed out. Um, I like how he dodged Luther's cannonball to the outside. There's a spot where you try to do the yes. cannonball on Adam Page, and then Adam Page, like, moved out the way and looked in the camera like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Like, he's not going to touch me. I loved it. It was hard. It was so hard. But, uh, Matt just had to run in and steal the win. Like, I don't know what's up with this guy right now. He's just running and taking the win away. Right. And I'm with you. Like, I don't know what Matt has to gain. Like, so Matt is like, so I think like what you were saying, like Matt Hardy and, you know, Paige got the dub. I think 
Hangman hit the buckshot lariat, and I think Matt like tags himself in and, and gets it. I'm 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 more so curious to see where they're setting up. Like, what are they setting up with the story? Like, is Matt just gonna keep begging him to sign a contract or something like that? Is he? Is he gonna <laughs> keep saying no? Like, is Matt trying to get private party to like jump him if he doesn't sign? Like, is this going to turn into Death Row Records or something like that? Like, I don't, I, don't, I have no idea what. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I was like, welcome to the row. row. Like, he's just going to try to keep convincing him to sign. And then maybe if he keeps saying no, maybe then you have, like, the Dark Order join in. And he's still like, no, 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 I'm still not doing it. And they're trying to watch his back. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm really more so curious to see where they're going with the story because it didn't just feel like it was going to be a one-off. Mm-hmm. It felt like they're trying to lead to something something else with Matt. And I'm not mad at a Matt Hardy versus Adam Page feud. I feel like that could go to a good distance and they could have some pretty dope yeah. matches together. It's just right now, it's like, I don't trust you. I, <laughs> I don't trust you, fam. Yeah, you slick, bro. And then up next, they showed a promo for the AEW Women's Championship Tournament. Yeah. It looked pretty dope. It was almost like they had, like, it was a bunch of, like, Japanese women's wrestlers. And then there was American women's It was wrestlers. really like, it was really like was WWE's tournament. What was it, the Mae Young Classic that they had? Was that what it was called? It kind of looked like that, but I believe this one's for like a number one contender spot for the AEW Women's Dope. title. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And I feel like the women's division needs more excitement. So I feel like this might add that extra spark that they need. They just got to book it the correct way. But I feel like this will add the extra spark. Now, was it, was it just Japanese division. women or was it like just they highlighted a few of them? Uh, they mostly showed like all the women that were a part of it, and it was mostly Japanese women on one end of it, and the other end it was there was American yeah, women I, wrestlers or women wrestlers that were residing. Yeah, I was gonna States. say it'd be dope if they could like debut Jade like this, but unfortunately, I think she's already in the um, she's already kind of tied into the was it Red Velvet? What was her name? Sorry, <laughs> Red Velvet. Velvet uh, yes. was it Velvet, Velvet Sky or something? Cody. Okay, it's Red Velvet. Red Velvet and Cody versus her yeah. and Shaq, which will be interesting because <laughs> I haven't seen Shaq wrestle before. He's done like some little moves here and there, but like, what can Shaq really no. do? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a, well, we, <laughs> we can talk about that segment later, but uh, <laughs> but yo, but yeah, yeah, with the <laughs> tournament, like it would be it would be dope to have like that would be Jade's debut. Like she can just run through people in the tournament. Like I would have kind of loved that because you get to see her. With a variety of styles and just how she reacts, that would be tough. But I don't even think they're—I don't even think she's gonna be in that because she's already in the company. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then I believe after this they had the wedding segment. <laughs> I don't even remember their names. I just know Miro was there. Yeah, it was. That's it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was. There? It was. What'd you What'd you think of this? Man, wedding? I've got to rip on AEW real quick, bro. Uh, so it was it was Miro, it was Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford because Miro's the best man. I think he had Chuck, aka uh, Charles, his young boy there. Um, like, bro. <laughs> so I got some serious WWE vibes from this segment, and when I say that, mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a good way. Like, um, actually, I it's it's mm-hmm. never a good thing when I say that. So nothing about this felt new to me. Like we've seen wedding wrestling weddings, like. We've seen the bit like a thousand times before, and it's essentially mm-hmm. on the same page as a as a contract signing. Like you know, they're not just gonna sign a contract. Like you know, they're not just gonna get married and that's it, and they're happy, whatever. Because this happened so many times before. Um, but not only have we mm-hmm. seen it so many times before, I've, I've seen it done better. Um, and like, 
WWE literally did this with Lashley, Lana, and Rusev like a little over a year ago to this day, to the exact day. And like, mm-hmm. you know, with the minister kept coming out saying like, all right, speak now, forever hold your peace. And then Lana's first husband came out, I think. And then Bobby's, one of Bobby's exes came out and then Liv Morgan came out. And then, um, you know, Rusev jumps out of this huge six foot cake just sitting in the middle of the ring, which clearly has him side it. You know what I mean? Uh, so like, it was mm-hmm. that was just over the top and ridiculous and all, it was awful, but it was still more entertaining to this than this, which is like that's my my sole problem. Like, but yo, speak, speaking speaking mm-hmm. of Rusev and in in like the cake, this that's actually why I hated this segment. Uh, so Rusev is a Rusev <laughs> is a best man in this segment, and he's like he's like looking around and watching for anything that looks suspicious. Like he sees a gift from Chuck, and he like tosses it out of the ring because he thinks <laughs> there's a person in it. He's really suspicious of everything in the ring because again, he's been on the other side of this segment before, like literally last, last year. And he's suspicious of everything except for the cake, which is the exact same thing that he hopped out of in the WWE segment. So like <laughs> orange in this uh, orange Cassidy jumps out and, you know, it's it's like it's crazy or whatever, you know. Um, but it's it's just it's just crazy to me because Rusev literally did the exact same thing this time last year. This was like they borrowed WWE segment and did it even worse. Like I, I just I hated it. Like it was just WWE logic. Like I I I, I hated the segment. But what did you think about it? <laughs> Watching it, I was just like, this is not gonna end well. <laughs> like I just don't see it ending well. There's never been a wedding, like you said. There's never been a wedding segment. That ended well or went well. Like, I just knew it was going to be bad. But the vows were so cringe, bro. Like, it was so cringy. This whole segment was cringy. That whole part, I was just like, bro, just get to, like, somebody popping off the cake and doing something. Because I'm not going to watch a whole wedding ceremony. Like, I'm just not going to do this. Um, I don't know. Just I feel like I don't really care or know about these two wrestlers that much to really care about them getting Penelope and Kip, yeah. Like, if anything, I care about... If anything, I, I care about Miro being a part of the segment, and Same. that's it. But I, I do like Miro kind of saying, like, you know, I've got some experience with weddings, just kind of bringing up the whole Bobby <laughs> Lashley and Lana thing. There was some cool continuity in that from, like, his previous character, which shows that he's not really ditching that character. It's still kind of a yeah. part of him. I thought that was cool. Um, I thought it was weird that Miro kept mentioning, like, this is my wedding. <laughs> this is my – don't ruin my wedding. And I'm just like, uh, you're the best, man. Like, this isn't your wedding. And like, has he been planning this the whole time? They never said he planned it, so that part was kind of weird. Uh, I just, I think the whole thing was really cringe, and it was so slow. It was so slow, and I was like, bro, just speed this <laughs> up, man. I don't need to see. Again, we've this. seen this before, bro. Um, yeah, but I think Orange Cassidy popping out of the cake really saved the segment for me. <laughs> like that's when I was like, all right, cool, it was somebody I like. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was all over the yeah. place, man. It was WWE logic for me. Like I, I hated it. I was just glad for it to be over with. Like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this they could have shortened this by about like five minutes. Like it, it was just way too long. Like I did it. Um, yeah, super long. And then I think the segment, then, the segment that you did after that was like it was a clip from Shaq, like from inside the NBA, and mm-hmm. he was talking about the match, which again, like um, I I hate that uh, the the Cody match with with him and <laughs> him and Jay versus Cody and Red Velvet, like. I I still don't want to see this match and like he was doing like a demonstration inside the clip like on the clip inside the NBA like the black tornado move it was basically Jericho's <laughs> Judas punch like it, it, that's what it was it was and yeah. he about he about tipped over that glass and hit Tim Kenny in the head like he almost did like they were just like all right that's enough that's <laughs> enough that's enough like it, it was just 
if that's anything like what his wrestling ability is going to be like, like, bro, I am scared for this match. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we already know it's going to be bad. Like, you kind of have to take celebrity matches with a grain of salt. Yeah. And it's like, after seeing Snoop Dogg try to do that frog splash, like, <laughs> the dog splash, <laughs> like, after I seen him do that, like, I don't want to see no other celebrity wrestle unless you're an athlete or yeah. something. But yes, uh, I don't, I'm not excited for this at all. <laughs> at all. I feel it. Uh, but I think. I think Shaq does pull some attention toward them, but it's still going to be bad. Uh, so I think after this, it was Eddie Kingston versus Lance yeah, Archer no, in a lumberjack like match. Yeah. He got straight to the point. Like <laughs> Lance Archer was not rocking with him at all. Um, I just feel like Lance Archer should not be able to move the way he does. He's so tall, so big and broad. Like I, it's hard for me to believe that he can move like that and do all those flips and like those top rope assaults. And it's just crazy to see and watch him do that. Um, and they were just really coming after each other in this match. It was just really entertaining to see. It was just very aggressive, like these two kind of aggressive wrestlers kind of going at it. Um, I did like Jake the Snake <laughs> just taking people out on the low <laughs> in the match. Like he attacked somebody and then just stood up like it didn't happen. And I was like, bro, he still got it. I didn't think he was going to touch anybody. I don't want to wrestle, but he still Right, right. Yeah, I didn't either. Kind of took a spot there for a second. And uh, Lance Archer's finisher is just really dope. It kind of reminds me of the Razor's Edge. That Razor Ramon used to do, um, but it's it's not jocking. It's kind of kind of almost got like its own style to it, which is pretty cool. And uh, I just I really hope these two, two continue their feud together. I can watch them wrestle. Yeah, it's yeah. really entertaining. And so my notes were, were a little bit different, but I still I did I did love the match. For me, it got a, <laughs> I put it got a yeah. little weird in the middle because like even though like I like I, even though I know like in lumberjack matches you're going to have a lot going on it was like a lot a lot going on like a lot of stories like the bunny got in the ring and then I think Jake the snake like mm. closed on somebody and then like they brought in a table and for a split second I thought rhino just debuted like like somebody got gored to the table. I was like wait a minute is, is this rhino what's going did, on yeah. right now? like yeah. but apparently it wasn't him it was like it was bear Bronson like somebody spit Spearing the braid, the blade through the table. Um, also, I got kind of distracted by the legs of the table being up. Like I thought they were gonna do a spot where somebody like accidentally loses an eye or something like that. Like I'm surprised that the ref didn't Yo. kick it out of the ring. But um, again, I, I yeah, that was yeah, dangerous. I know the same thing. Like I, I love Lynch Archer's finish. I think he calls it the blackout. It was a good finish. It was just a lot of stories kind of going in on towards the middle and like towards the end. I was like, wait, wait, what, what? It was kind of chaos at the end, but uh, overall, it was a solid match. Yeah, it was It was interesting. It was definitely dope, but there were some things where it was like, all right, it's all over the place. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just found it really entertaining. It's just watching those two wrestle each other. Is, you know, I'm, I'm really into yeah. that. And then I think after this, we had an FTR segment. Uh, Tully Blanchard was, like, highly upset. He was. <laughs> like, he was on – he was, on like he was more mad like, than them. He, like, he says, a, <laughs> you see, he says like a few words, but he was going off. Like you can really tell, like he's invested in this storyline for some reason. Yeah. But I just, I love these three together with the FTR and having Tully Blanchard there. Kind of adds some, I don't know, some old schoolness to it, I guess, because they're trying to be like an old school type of group. And I feel like he kind of adds that appeal that they're looking for. Yeah. And but what did you think of the second? It makes sense for me. I actually rather them be paired with Arn Anderson, but I feel it though. Like them being them booked with Tully Yeah. Blanchard. Um just kind of maybe compliments their style a little bit more. Um I did see they they mm-hmm. handcuff Carrot Top to a, ta- a chair or something like that. Like I don't I don't know what they did there at the end. Um <laughs> Carrot Top? <yeah>. Sorry, <laughs> whatever it's like. I keep forgetting I forgot his name already on top. But um 
Yeah, I did see that. I don't know his name either. <laughs> Awful. Uh, I did see that. I'm kind of <laughs> curious. They're still feuding with Jurassic uh, Express. I kind of rather them see like people like. I'm not saying they're not top tier, but a more top tier tag team. You know what I'm saying? Like the, I want to see them fight the Young Bucks again. You know what I'm saying? Like those caliber matches, and mm-hmm. not just something that's necessarily gimmicky or you know like a little bit silly. Because I feel like, you know, no offense with the Jurassic Express, like whatever they do, it's it, it's kind of it's a little bit silly. You know what I mean? Like um, they kind of had to get an upset victory or something like that. I, I don't feel like they can beat the revival like clean. So. Uh, I'd rather them fight somebody more so on the par with the Young Bucks, like a more serious feud than than like this. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I feel that. I have the same kind of feelings. Um, and even with, like Jurassic Express is like, man, Luchasaurus needs to be by us. <laughs> yeah, same. And I feel like Jungle Jungle Boy is pretty dope too, but it's like I don't think I've seen enough of this tag team to really be invested in it. Yeah. Now if they end up, you know, getting over because of this feud with the FTR, then they'll probably change my opinion, but. As of right now, it's like, eh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I look kind of silly, but it's cool. Yeah. I get it. Um, and then I believe the last match, which is the main event, was uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus John Moxley, Pac, and Ray Phoenix. Uh, what did you think of the main event? This was my favorite match of the night. Um, Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, mm. Ray Phoenix, bro. Um, especially, like, seeing the last time I saw Kenny <laughs> Omega and Ray Phoenix in the in the ring, like... Bro, he's Ray Phoenix. Low key is like my one of my favorite wrestlers, if not my favorite wrestler in AEW right now. Like, um, it's the part he had mm-hmm. with the the hot tag. He did like did like a diving reverse headbutt. Uh, matter of fact, he stepped in the ring with the Hurricane <laughs> Rana. Like, it, he just makes it look so effortless, man. Like, it's he's just so underrated. Um, uh, that mm-hmm. dive he did outside where he literally like almost went into the first row, like, and it, it was just amazing. Like, and even though he took the L, like he. I think he lost, like, they lost because he took, like, the magic killer or something like that. He still looked the most impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's still my absolute favorite. So that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. He was very impressive. Um, I think, as far as, like, the main event, was it just me or did it feel like it had, like, this big match main event draw to it? It did. Like, it felt very important. It did. It, yeah. I don't know what it was. It was just like, and I haven't gotten that feeling in a while and i feel like i genuinely was excited for this match to happen yeah like i was just watching the entrances and i was just like bro like this is gonna be dope like all these high caliber wrestlers in one match i don't know what it was it just had that feel for me um and then i was watching and then like i think gallo got tagged in at some point and i'm like that is a big dude (laughs) like gallows is big bro and it's like i don't know what it like he just looked average looking in wwe but as far as like AEW, he's like a man amongst boys. Like he's so much bigger and taller than them. And I'm like, how come he hasn't been this? How come he hasn't looked like a threat before? I don't know. This is different seeing him. It's in the ring with them. It's funny because I actually, I actually wrote down the the exact same thing. Like I actually wrote like, is it me? Like yeah. I said, like, I had to go look at before and after pictures. I was like, is it me or is he in way better shape than he was in WWE? Like I don't know if it's just the size yeah. of the wrestlers, but dude, kind of built like Diesel, like like the old school diesel like he yeah. was built like a monster i was like wow this dude is in incredible shape right now it's, it's crazy he's huge yeah. like he looked intimidating and before he didn't look intimidating he just looked like a goofy not goofy <laughs> but like he just like an average wrestler right you festus I mean? so <laughs> festus yeah we'll never forget never forget <laughs> um but then i think at one point there was this really unique suplex that moxley did on carl Anderson. yes 
where like he suplexed him, but he kind of tossed him and left him in the air to to fall. Yeah. That was hard to me. That was so hard. Dope. And then <sighs> Ray Phoenix, man, that hot tag spot. Oh my god, <laughs> he went off like he was ready. <laughs> he was ready to go. He was really a true talent. Um, and then I really like the double moonsault spot from Pac and Phoenix on the Good Brothers where they went to the outside. That was hard. It was executed so well. They almost like left. They lifted off at the same time, which was dope. Um, and then Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega with those Snapdragons, bruh, yeah. they're so vicious. Um, but I just feel like Omega and the Good Brothers work well together, even better than they work with AJ Styles almost. Like I feel like they're better suited for an Omega type of wrestler, if that makes sense. And um, that spinning kick from Phoenix where he, like, I think he, like, kick-flipped off somebody. <laughs> he, like, kicked off somebody and kicked them in the head. I was like, yo, did I just see this? Humans could do that? Like, what? Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a really dope match. Um, and then seeing Kenta return was pretty dope, too. Even though it's, like, I feel like he's a big deal in Japan. But as far as WWE, I feel like they kind of messed up. They definitely my messed view up. of Kenta. Yeah. They, and it's like when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, I've seen him in WWE before." Like, I don't really see the draw, but I get like how you know diehard wrestling fans will actually be happy to see him. But I was just more so like, "Okay, this seems cool." I guess. Like, did you feel the same way? Or yeah, like I kind of I was like, "Oh, this guy from Two Hundred Five Live or whatever." Like <laughs> initially, until I looked at him to see like how big it was. But like in WWE, they definitely downplayed it, and I was like. Man, they could have really, really had like a star, like somebody on the main roster, and not just like an NXT or you know 205 or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was it was yeah. still a huge debut for them. Um, uh, really dope to see what happens. They said that they said he's gonna challenge Moxley for the IWGP title, and I'm like, I didn't think he still had that or, or what, but I guess he does. <laughs> yeah, and he never comes out with it. Yeah, so that's another thing with AEW. It's like there's all these titles from different companies and it's like, this is kind of confusing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like, old girl has I like, the, it. it's kind of, it's kind of cool, but it's like, there's too many almost. Yeah. Old girl has like the NWA title or something like, uh, one of, one of them has like the NWA, like women's championship. I'm like, wait, what? She can defend that here. Like I had <laughs> no idea. Like it is a little bit confusing, yeah. like as far as what they can do and what they can't do, but it is dope that they're open to uh collab with different, um, companies and stuff. So that that's solid. Yeah, yeah, that's the dope part. It's just like, okay, let's push these main titles a little more. Yeah, but it's it's cool. Yeah, and like, so as far as like a five star rating, what would you give it? Um, uh, dang, I had my rating and I did not put it here. I actually think I gave it like three and a half out of, out of five. Okay, which is okay. solid. I, yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with a three and a half as well. That main event really pieced it all together. Yeah, that wedding um, segment. Just was, seeing that. Uh, that wedding segment. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> it really brought it down. Yeah, they were doing some raw stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely gave it a three three point five out of five for sure. Solid. Well, that was another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast, and please do remember: if you did not like this episode, you cannot say we did not tell you it's gonna be trash Deserve. from the jump. <laughs> That's another episode. Peace. See y'all next time. One. One. It's gonna be about 35